Welcome to the Daily Dose, where we are currently walking through an overview of the entire Bible. Join us today as we learn the story of Scripture and see God's redemptive plan through Christ from cover to cover. Let's listen to Matt Reister, Director of Christian Crusaders and the Cedar Falls Bible Conference. Today we're going to be in John chapter 11, verses 1 through 17. This is going to be the first devotion of several, which covers the account of the death and the resurrection of Lazarus, Jesus' good friend. This also happens to be one of my favorite passages in Scripture, as well as the favorite of many other Christians throughout history. I also want to mention right at the beginning that in each of these episodes having to do with this account, I'm going to copy the link to a song by Wes King called Lazarus. It's a song I remember hearing from for the first time in college, which has blessed me and inspired me over the years. Haven't listened to it for a while, was just reminded of it by this text, and I hope you enjoy it like I do. Before we jump into the text, I want to thank the Family Leader for being our 2023 Daily Dose Devotion sponsor. You can learn more about the Family Leader in the announcements at the end of this devotion, and thanks, as always, to the Family Leader for their support. Chapter 11, verse 1. Now a certain man was ill, Lazarus of Bethany, the village of Mary and her sister Martha. It was Mary who anointed the Lord with ointment and wiped his feet with her hair, whose brother Lazarus was ill. So the sisters sent to him, saying, Lord, he whom you love is ill. But when Jesus heard it, he said, This illness does not lead to death. It is for the glory of God, so that the Son of God may be glorified through it. You might recognize that language from John chapter 9, when the disciples of Jesus asked if the man born blind was blind because he sinned or because his parents sinned. Jesus said no on both accounts. It's not because anyone sinned, but it's so that God might be displayed in him. And then, of course, Jesus healed the blind man. God received glory. Jesus received glory. And that sounds a little bit like what Jesus is saying here, but the stakes seem to be way higher because there's a dead guy here, not just a blind guy. Verse 5. Now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. So when he heard that Lazarus was ill, he stayed two days longer in the place where he was. Then after this, he said to the disciples, let us go to Judea again. We're going to come back to verses 5 and 6 here in a second, but for now, let's keep going. The disciples said to him, Rabbi, the Jews were just now seeking to stone you. And are you going there again? If you've been following us through chapter 10, the last couple devotions, where Jesus taught about being the good shepherd and he taught about the Jewish leaders being thieves and robbers. This incited the Jewish leaders, the Pharisees, to want to kill him. They picked up stones to stone him, but Jesus slipped away. In fact, at the end of chapter 10, it said that Jesus went all the way out to where John the Baptist used to baptize on the other side of the Jordan River, which is relatively quite a ways away from Jerusalem, where all these Jewish leaders are looking to kill him. And it's even outside of Judea, which is the region that Jerusalem and Bethany, where Mary and Martha and Lazarus live, the region where those towns are located. His disciples are like, yo, why are we going back to Judea? Those guys want to kill you. And Jesus knows this. In fact, he knows that ultimately they are going to kill him. And if you understand the timeline of all this, it's even more interesting. At the beginning of chapter 10, it said that Jesus was in Jerusalem for the Feast of Dedication. That feast would have taken place in December. Jesus was going to go to Jerusalem and be crucified at the end of March. And so from this point on, Jesus is heading back into Judea, ultimately toward Jerusalem. And he's essentially in the last three or four months of his ministry. Here's what he says to his disciples who are telling him it's not wise for you to go that direction. Verse 9, Jesus answered, Are there not twelve hours in the day? If anyone walks in the day, he does not stumble because he sees the light of this world. But if anyone walks in the night, he stumbles because the light is not in him. In earlier texts, Jesus is referred to as the light of the world. And using this metaphor that he's brought up, to walk in the day is to walk in the light of Jesus Christ. It is to walk in the will of God. To walk in the night is the opposite 
opposite. It's to not walk in the will of God. And so Jesus is essentially saying, guys, by going to Judea at risk of my life, a risk Jesus knows, but his disciples don't, that will be realized. By doing this, we're doing my father's will. Verse 11, after saying these things, he said to them, our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep, but I go to awaken him. The disciples said to him, Lord, if he's fallen asleep, he will recover. Now Jesus had spoken of his death, but they thought he meant taking rest in sleep. Then Jesus told them plainly, Lazarus has died. And for your sake, I'm glad that I was not there so that you may believe, but let us go to him. So Thomas called the twin said to his fellow disciples, let us also go that we may die with him. So Thomas sounds a little bit like Peter right here. We're heading back into Judea. The Jewish leaders there want to stone Jesus. So, hey, let's go die with him. That's where we're going to cut the text off for today. But before I wrap up, let's go back to this remarkable portion where John makes it clear that A, Jesus loved Martha and Mary and Lazarus. And at the same time, B, he stayed where he was two days longer on purpose, thus drawing out the agony and the grief and the pain that they must have been feeling in the fallout of their brother Lazarus's death. Now, friends, this will preach, and I shouldn't have to connect the dots for anyone here. Our God is good all the time, and he loves us perfectly, and he's willing to let us dwell in the hardest times of our lives. Without thinking real hard, I could list six or 12 situations right now where people are going through some of the toughest stuff that life has to offer, and they're praying to God for relief, for physical healing, or to save a marriage, or for a financial turnaround, and I'm praying with them. But it doesn't take a whole lot for any of us to think of circumstances where despite those prayers and those cries for help, despite the pain that's involved in sitting and dwelling in those circumstances, we all know of times where God didn't answer the prayers the way we wanted him to when we prayed them. But that doesn't mean God isn't up to something remarkable. And that's one of the key reasons I love this story. It gives us a real historical account that proves that despite grief that we experience and pain and hardship, the Lord's about to do something amazing. Now, I don't know what your situation is. It doesn't mean that your health diagnosis is going to change. It doesn't mean that your marriage is going to be saved. It doesn't mean that your prodigal son is going to turn around and come home. But even if those things don't happen, you can count on the fact that our God is a God of miracles and the miracle he might be working in your circumstance might not be as directly connected to the miracle that he was about to work in Mary and Martha's circumstance, but he is at work. He can be trusted. He is good and he loves you and I perfectly. You're going to want to stick with us through this account. Come back for more next time. Thanks for tuning in and have a great day. This is The Daily Dose, a podcast of Christian Crusaders Radio and Internet Ministry. Please subscribe on Apple, Google, or Spotify Podcasts, or download the free Christian Crusaders app and share with a friend. Also, prayerfully consider supporting our ministry at christiancrusaders.org, where you can find our weekly 30-minute radio broadcast, airing on stations around the world since 1936, and where you can listen to our Conversations podcast featuring inspiring interviews with interesting Christians. Special thanks to our 2022 Daily Dose sponsor, The Family Leader. God designed three social institutions, the family, the church, and government. At The Family Leader, they are bringing all three together, honoring God and blessing our neighbors. Learn how and join them at thefamilyleader.com. We also want to highlight another special ministry partner, the Cedar Falls Bible Conference. Check out conference videos and schedule of events online at cedarfallsbibleconference.com and mark your calendars for Saturday, July 29th through Saturday, August 5th, 2023 for the 102nd annual Cedar Falls Bible Conference. Thank you for listening and may God richly bless you.